Welcome, 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 everybody. Another episode of Collins House PC. And PC stands for pain and comfort. That's what it stands for. Pain and comfort. <laughs> All right. Well, we got pain and comfort. Well, that's something we're going to need to discuss anyway, because today's subject is going to be a deep subject, y'all. And uh, we're going to be talking about us killing each other. Us, the black people, whether it be the black man against the black man, the black woman against the black man, a black woman against the black woman, whatever it is, it's black on black destruction that we got going on. Uh, my cousin, man, he, he going through it, and uh, and I'm tired of seeing it on the streets. So uh, it's crazy, but uh, drop them, drop your liners, cuz. Uh, I so far have not only known, but just it just keeps going on. It's like a generation on top of generation. That black people, fuck everybody else. We're gonna talk about black people. How we just keep beating ourselves, and mm-hmm. then use the excuse of what we went through. Yeah beating ourselves man i mean literally if it's not physically it's mentally beating ourselves you you got women out here black women that had their hot black girl summer back in the 1970s 80s and 90s got a kid and like they're gonna raise the kid that ain't a problem but now they got the kid believing that this man is your daddy when there's three or four other niggas that could have been a daddy and because of what she thinks and what she believes and what she feels i'm the mama that's just my job they they my kids. Don't look at what the kid go through. Just look at themselves. Right. Talk about now this young girl, young boy, 29, almost 30 years old, got to be on parenting court, a parenting court, trying to figure out who their real daddy is. And the power's in front of the mama the whole entire time. Man, I'm sitting here looking at this stuff, man. I'm looking at it. I know I need to get off TV, man. Because TV, you think drinking make you depressed? Nigga, look at some of these shows. It's like the truth is coming out, but God damn it, though. Have you seen that? Uh, it was uh, I I really believe a lot of our problems is discrimination, and I didn't believe it until I saw this uh, uh, this one uh, documentary called Classroom Divided, where this white teacher took these uh, children, these third graders. Me and my mm. wife just looked at it, and uh, mm. she 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 separated the class into blue eyes and brown eyes, and she really gave a uh, uh showed how you know discrimination could really hurt people. And she did it. She did the discrimination against the kids and she did it with the adults. After she did the the exercise with the kids, the kids are joined in together and hugged each other. But when she did the exercise with the adults, the adults still wanted to bring in their mentality of what they experienced in regards to discrimination. But I mean, if you think about us, man, we, you go back to our, our ancestors, you know, we still got in our heads, uh, the slave master pulling our kids from us, and then mm-hmm. DPS, DCS, whatever the hell the uh, Children's Child Protection Agency is, pulling mm-hmm. our kids from. It's still the same thing going on today. It's just now they got laws to say, oh, we can legally do it because this is what it is. They could legally do it back then. Now yeah. it's just like, okay, now we legally do it now, but we're being extremely strategic. Mm-hmm. We only go after poor people. We yeah. go after, we're just going after poor, which they know Ralph Dick that's mostly black and brown people. Mm-hmm. And they pin us up. You know, what's funny about it is, is that in society, they always, you know, they always uh, show us as being the black man, as being drug dealers, uh, no good, sorry. Uh, every, mo- every movie you pretty much see, uh, the young black man is picking up the girl in her car. 
Uh, and it just it, it, it gives us a, a display of, of being some sorry ass individuals. And then these women, they starting to act off of it. Oh, let me tell you this. And I understand how women get caught up in this shit. Because I ain't going to lie, dude. I'm up here right now. I got fraternity court playing in the background with it mute. Nigga, I won't let this show go. Because like, as, as a father that want to be with his kids, and then you start looking at the show, somebody got to prove to me that this show is bullshit. Like, hey, they just, they're doing like a Jerry Springer. Like, all oh, this is fake. Nigga, a lot of this stuff ain't fake. It, it's just not fake. We've been in the hood. I mean, come on, man. We're two older black men. We've heard some stories about our family. Who did what, this, that, and this. We heard about the stories. Hell, I'm a living example of some shit I done did that my kids know. When I die, my daddy did this, my daddy did that. It was kind of funny but embarrassing for my, now, my oldest daughter. Dad, I done talked to your other kid. Your, your other kid, name is Josh. I done talked to him. He's 22, I'm 20. And I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not your mama, brother. I mean, that's not your mama, son. Exactly. <laughs> you know what your dad did. <laughs> All I can do is smile because, like, I forgave myself. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, if I got a story to tell, you got a story to tell. I'm listening to all these other stories. There's a lot of stories to tell. Just in the black community alone, we need to stop. We got to stop this shit. Like, we got to get some some discipline in our shit. Dead ass. Men mm-hmm. and women. Discipline. Mm-hmm. And put that discipline in the kids. We need discipline. Like, this shit is getting out of hand. Um, I was um, thinking about what you said. You said something about how you look at the movies and they always portray the black man to be distant and this. The one movie come to my mind when you said that was the Harriet Tubman movement. It came out a couple of years ago. Right. Now, Harriet Tubman, first of all, she's English. She's not even American black. She's from England. So why mm-hmm. the fuck she playing the role in the first place? That's why I boycott the movie. That's a bullshit ass movie. But the next thing was in that movie that was bullshit. Why there was a slave catcher named, I think, Big Dick or Dick Long or something like that. All I know, I think Big Long, whatever his name is, but it's supposed to be a black man who goes around back in slavery catching other black slaves. Oh, so that's what the little um, uh, small, the midget got the little kid came in at? No, 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 no. It was a, uh, a big black dude. There was a big black dude who was cool with the white slaves. And his thing was, I'm going to go get all the slaves you want, all the black guys that ran away. I'm going to go get them. I'll go get Harriet Tubman. And he got paid money. And his money for him to go back and go sleep with white women. Now, I'm from Virginia. Nigga, I know about Jamestown, the whole nine yards. I'm 47 years old, nigga. That story of a black slave chaser has never came up. All the times I've... There ain't never been a famous black slave catcher. Never. Yeah, I never heard of that. Ain't never heard that shit. It don't even make sense. You really think back then... A black man running around with some papers in his pocket talking about, oh, my job is to go catch the black slaves that ran. And white people catch him and be like, well, you're a strong, healthy black nigga. Fuck them papers. We're going to put you in slavery. Right. Right. They put that shit in the movie, man. It just destroyed the whole movie about Harriet Tubman. It destroyed it. I never... Yeah, when you get a chance to meet your wife, y'all sit back and watch that movie. And let your wife look there and say, hold on, that shit don't make sense. There was a black man going around chasing black runaway slaves, catching them, bringing them back to the white master. If it's true, then that lets you know, yeah, don't even trust black women. Because it sees now, we see it now like, hey, black women, they love the white man. They wish the white man would scoop them up off their feet, give them good credit, just that and this, they wish. 
reason why black women feel like they got to stick with a black man, because they know no other man, another race, want us. They well, don't you want know, us. You know, look at it, too. What's so sad about it is, when, like you said, we talk about TV. If you look at all of the uh, TV shows, especially like the commercials and stuff like that, they take the black woman and put her with a white man. You got that that Pachango woman. They go out in space. It's a black woman, beautiful black woman with this white boy. You got uh, a lot of these commercials, man, where they just trying to separate us as the black family, um, and and pretty much put they put all the basketball players with the white girls and mm-hmm. all the beautiful black women with the white men. It's just mm-hmm. separating us. Now, like, this is the funny thing. The funny thing is this. Nothing. All that came about is when Cheerios came up with that commercial. Cheerios came up with a commercial of a black dude and a white girl and a mixed baby, and white people flipped the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It was a, a box of Cheerios. All right, got it. Ever since that video or that, that that commercial I've seen, I've seen commercials where there was a white guy, handsome white guy, got a beautiful black woman with him, just then and then they all smiling, they got mixed kids. Now the reality is that shit ain't really happening. Because mm-hmm. a lot of white men, just like black men, we're not dealing with black women with all this fake shit on. We're not dealing with it. We're not. We're not dealing with it. A white man ain't gonna do. He'll deal with a white woman. She can put fake white hair, but yet she got white hair. It might not be long and down her back, but she can make it look that way. Black women don't come out with silky black hair like that. We just don't come out like that. And don't give a fuck how much perm you put in your hair. Your hair is just not gonna do it. And then for it to be long shit like that, if she's black, nine times out of ten she's mixed, or she's from another country with like India or something like that. She's dark skinned with that type of hair. But American black woman is not doing that shit. So they just fuck with people's emotions. They fuck with people's imaginations. But back to our topic, us black people, we're destroying ourselves by keeping secrets. Nobody's telling the truth. We just, we'll do everything else. We'll fight the system. We'll do this, we'll do that. But nobody's telling the truth. Not telling the truth about shit. And not facing the truth on that. Not facing it. Hey, uh, and, and to add to this, do you know this, uh, this thing also we gonna even though it is our podcast i put some of these on uh youtube so now mm-hmm. you get a chance to show the ladies your chest and your in your in your uh skin mm-hmm. i see what your game plan is <laughs> trying to show off and everything hey ladies no. I don't th- and hey ladies i don't think you got no underwear on either in this damn <laughs> so this black on black uh issue <laughs> I think if if y'all look at our, our website on our page, we're gonna have some contact information. You can contact this brother so y'all can have some black on black conversations, bumping uglies or whatever. Uh-uh, no, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm telling you right now, nigga, my mindset, you already know. That's why it's so funny you say that shit. You already know. He's at the point right now where these niggas just don't care. We just don't fucking care. <laughs> I knew, man, I seen it was like it was eleven fifty five. I could have easily put on a shirt, but I'm like, no, nah, my cousin, no. He's at the, I'm in the mindset, I just don't care right now. I don't oh, yeah. care. And when it comes out of women, I really don't fucking care. Ain't no fucking way I'm talking to a chick. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't want to talk to no chick. Don't want to talk. Nope. Because of a snap. Well, you know, and that's funny that you say that, though, because we're talking about the black on black issue. And a lot of women don't realize is that, uh, especially black women, when they're dealing with us, uh, they push us away from them. With with their yeah, antics, yeah. you know, and I mean, I know they always talk about all these men. I always hear the stories about how bad men are to women, but nobody, like you said before, nobody brings up the topic of women being horrible to men. 
you know, doing doing that raggedy shit and uh, taking, you know, taking like situations at hand, taking the kids away from the man, uh, not letting the kids see this child, um, trying to with, and then again, uh, trying to act like she is the goddess and that uh, no other woman, that he ain't going to get nothing better than her. She's the goddess of uh, what he going to get. And he's mm-hmm. sorry ass. You know, we, we, I ain't said it's all black women, but you know, a lot of our black women, yeah. I, I feel like this, guys. When they say all men are dogs, I got the right to say all black women. Fuck it. I am. Until we change. Look, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a firm believer. I don't like this when I was a kid. I had a bully. I'm just going to call him Big V. A lot of people know who my bully was. He bullied me from, we started school in September, all the way to goddamn June. Every month we got in a fight. And my mom used to tell me this. She used to say, ignore him. Here, leave you alone. And I would tell her, bullshit, you fight that nigga every chance you get to let him know to leave me the fuck alone. Hey. And finally, the next year, he left me alone. He started fucking with other people. But I had to fight this dude once a month for nine fucking months. Yeah, I'm saying once a month. That means, what's it say? 30 days. Out of 30 days, 29 of them days, I did everything I could to ignore him. He never left me alone. <laughs> my mom's <laughs> mom theory that was her theory that wasn't mine and uh, my, at the time I'm 19 years old that's how old I was 19 years old and I knew right then and there I don't need to listen to you because you don't know what you're talking about my mother was my mother she wasn't a man uh-uh. I put my foot in his mouth put my foot in his chest I punched him in his eye I did whatever I had to do it was once a month from September to June it was once a month. You don't allow people to sit shit, say shit to you or say shit about you and just let it go. You retaliate. You have to let them know who they're dealing with. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So when women say all men are dogs, yeah, I'm going to say all black women got issues. All of them. And then once they get tired of me saying it and other men saying it, when they get tired of it, we can come to the table and rectify things. But if I just keep allowing these women to say all men are dogs, and now you're teaching my kids, my sons, our sons, all men are dogs. You're teaching the daughters to think of their brothers, their sisters. I mean, think of the boys, whether they're brothers or the dude next door. Look at all guys are dogs. They keep going. They keep going. That, sh- that sugar and spice, everything nice shit, uh, throwing out the window. It's going to be sour milk. Every black bitch on this planet, every last one of them, you got issues. Now, the particular ones probably don't, but I'm going to put you all in the same box. You damn right. Put y'all in the same box. And that's up to them to get the ones that do got issues, get them chicks straight. That's right. So we can stop, we can stop it. We can stop saying it then. Well, you know what? Now that you say that, that's something that, that I've always noticed too, is women like, uh, what is that? Uh, like you said, when women see a black win- a woman with a white man, they celebrate it. They're like, oh yeah, girl, you're doing better. You got you a better man. You didn't have to deal with this bullshit. But then when they see a black man with a white woman, that sap ass nigga simply, he's sorry, probably ain't no good, probably got a little, little peeny dick like that. Yeah. He can't deal with a strong black woman. That's why he went over there with them white bitches. He can't deal with a strong woman. Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You're a man just like I'm a man. Your wife's strong. She, she is she bitch pressing 250 pounds, nigga. You see her out there with you in the car, like. Pulling alternators out the engine, you 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 still want to be married to a nigga? You got a strong woman. When I hear strong woman, that's what I expect you to do. I expect you to help me lift a sofa out the front door. 
Twisted well, turning everything that nature. You supposed to be out there with me. You forgot who you're talking to. You, you know, I, I think women that work on cars are sexy. I mean, yeah, I, but I'm talking about when I say when I say a strong black woman, it's like, all right, yeah, a woman working on a car is sexy. But when I say strong black woman, it's like what you saying, she don't need you. She she don't need you. Like she got her own her own car lot and everything. She work on these cars by damn self. <laughs> the vision in my head is a big black woman with like a real sh a short curl. And like Oprah. Yeah, with muscles, like cut muscles, nigga. Like her <laughs> sleeves are rolled up to her, her shoulders, like that type of muscles. <laughs> and she smoke a black and mild and be in the engine at the same time. The smoke in her eyes and don't even fuck with her. It's like. <laughs> Smoking a black and mild. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's a strong woman. She exactly. got hair, hair coming out between her cleavage. Yeah, that type of shit right there. She got a little bit of hair buzz on, underneath her chin that she don't pluck. Then she just leave him right there. And she like, come while she's talking to you. What's up? Yeah, what's up? That's what I call a strong black woman. The woman we think that looks good working on cars, it was a video. I think it was on um, Big Boy. I like the way you move. Him and his dude came into the car dealership. You got all these sexy chicks with these short shorts, high heels, got the, um, the Daisy Duke look outfit. Working on cars, yeah, that's sexy. But deep into when they talk about a strong woman, in my mind, like a, a three hundred pound chick who like who, who let her go to L.A. Fitness and bench press with the best of them, you know. <laughs> she's squatting six hundred, nigga. She's her butt ain't big because it's juicy. Her butt big because that's nothing but muscles, nigga. Just thighs, calf muscles. Her jeans, like we can't wear them jeans. Them jeans. <laughs> Looking like the Incredible Hulk sitting up in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's drinking that on um, Jack Daniels straight, having a conversation with you. <laughs> she went on some snuff. Yeah. Got the, yeah, the snuff in her, in her gums, spitting. Yeah, that's a strong black woman. I don't I want agree that with you. Mm -hmm. Nah. Nah, you know what? I, I, I've heard them say that before. I'm a strong black woman. It's like, what do you mean you're a strong black? What is a strong black woman what's a and like i like i like your 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 com, com, comment when you say a man a man is nothing but dick and balls yeah a woman is nothing but a pussy and, and, and a clit i'm gonna tell you what a strong black woman is and just gonna go man fuck them a strong black woman is a black woman that can keep her family together through thick and thin she'll keep that family together bottom Brother, line that's a strong you, black woman you get a standing ovation for that one because that's, that's what the bible says woman. that's mm -hmm. what the bible says the bible talks about a virtuous woman and a phenomenal woman. And in that woman, hmm? go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That woman, she is, that's exactly what she is. She's the one that keeps the bond of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, my mama, she's a strong woman. My mama right now, she wanted to, she can get the whole family back together with just a click of her finger, including dad. Everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back. That's a strong black woman. A strong black man, when she put her foot down, like everybody's a symbol, Mm -hmm. When a black woman say everybody assemble, everybody's coming. That's exactly. a strong black woman. That's These right. black women you got right now, daddy ain't around. If you're going to be a strong black woman, why the daddy ain't around? You can be a mom all you want to, but a strong black woman going to keep the daddy around. I don't give a fuck how much you cheat, this, that, and this. That nigga stay around. Because you're the father of my kids. You're going to stay around. Right. We're a lot of these black women to think, oh, he cheated. Get rid of him, girl. You can do better. And now, majority of these women, a lot of them. 
They got kids by different dads. They by themselves. They all come into a group, like a support group, the the, the battle black bitches group. All of them been battered, <laughs> with you, this, that, and this. All, black bitches talk like they Vietnam veterans. They all come together. You know, kids are grown and shit like that, and they all sit together eating cookies and, and drinking coffee, talking about, yeah, it was hard back then. Back then, me and that man, just that, that, this. Yeah, he ain't never married me, but he had me knocked up. We got two kids together, and he out with another chick. He's married. He's living a good life. And I was just here with these kids by myself. I had to do what I had to do, girl. I had to do what I had to do. All of them got battle stories. You and know what? Put themselves in it. Mm-hmm. That you say that, though, because I've, I've, I've heard women talk that crazy stuff. He was bad. 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 But the ones that I hear say that, the man went off and married another woman. So yeah. he can't be that bad because this woman accepted the man that he is. So it must mean something's up with you. He didn't stay with her. Those same chicks you heard talk that, sit back and just look at them. And you like, you're crummy as shit, though. I can see why that motherfucker gone. You crummy as shit. You see the, you see the true ghetto Trust me, not every black woman wash. I'm going to tell you that now. I know. Not every last one of them. I think the ones that do wash are usually good women. Those that don't wash, they're sitting in the same panty for like good two or three days. Be oh, talking shit, hate life. You know, they, they cook this thing, they because they love to eat. They get all big and everything in nature and just hate everybody. Just hate yeah, everybody. I can imagine. You know what? I, uh, dog, that's nasty. You just yeah. think about when she's pulling them panties off like spider webs when she pulled all that sh- Body webs and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, like a light green funk just like just come out. <laughs> hey, too, bro. Oh, that's about to come up. Thinking about that. Well, yeah. You, oh, man. But she's right, though. These, these women, a lot of our women. I mean, I you know, I got to get on the men, too, though. Because we got a lot of men, man. I, I know some cats, man. They 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 be with the woman and they can't keep they can't keep that zipper up. Hey, and we understand that. Because I. Right, at the end of the day, I've, 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 I've lived that life, man. I understand. Man, when a woman can come and start hitting on you, first of all, you ain't got confidence in yourself. Your girl can't put confidence in you. You got to have confidence in yourself. You got to mm-hmm. know you the shit. Mm-hmm. Number two, hey, your wife, she's living her life. She's doing her thing. So a lot of women, they see us as, as prey. Yeah. We're the predators, but they see us as prey. Mm-hmm. I see how he's doing. I see how he's walking. He with a family just standing there and this. I want some of that dick. Just for the simple fact to let the woman know, let the wife know that your man ain't shit. The goal Guess is it. to let you know your man ain't shit. I'll fuck him. Just, Just let you know. You know, girl, he ain't shit too. You yeah. think you got a good man? I'm going to find all sorts of ways to make you know your man ain't shit. Yeah, it happens a lot it's around. Yeah. Oh, I ain't even touch off first. No, no, no. I'm just saying it happens a lot with me because I see women and I'm, I'm, I'm visual. I'm not, I see a nice looking woman. I'm going to look at her and Check her out and keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. Man, some of these women, man, they see you checking them out, man. They get to, I get to doing all that little weird looking stuff. And next thing you know, they walking past you a couple of times and looking at you. And it's like, okay, you're going to cause some dysfunction over here because uh, my wife ain't going to whoop me. She's going to whoop you because you over here uh, like a little, like the, like the dogs do, wagging her tail, trying to make me get your scent. I, I, I remember I brought this up to you before and I say it again. When you was working around a lot of those women, and you know, you're doing the volunteer stuff, and you know, you're a leader, and they're looking at you as a leader. And you'll be nice and kind, you'll flirt with them, you make the girls feel good. You do, you make the women feel good about themselves. Of course. I can guarantee you, do. if I was in that room, I'm already looking at three women 
who would love to get you behind closed doors, nigga, put all dick in their mouth the whole nine yards. They'll fuck you good. And then they'll wait good three to six months. They'll make sure that information get to your wife just to yeah. let her know your man ain't shit neither. Yeah, yeah. I oh. couldn't keep a man. And I'm going to find a way for you to not be able to keep a man. We're going to come together, girl. Black girl magic. We're going to come together and look at your man like he ain't shit. Now, who team you going to be on? You going to be on team black bitches or you going to stick with him? Because I done fucked him. I done sucked his dick. I done made him do something. So I can report to you and let you know your man ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Women mm-hmm. got cold like that, dude. Women got cold like that. Black women, yeah. they got cold like that. They will fuck you just to let their black sister know he ain't shit, girl. Get rid of him. Get him on child support. Just that name. Blah blah blah. We need to stick together. Yeah, I've been there. Live that life. I've been there. You know what's that? Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All, all I'm saying is I regret it because I did get set up. But the bottom line is, I see what it is now. So it's up to me, like you and other men. We got to teach these boys. You get a woman, and that's your wife. I don't give a fuck, nigga. She get diabetes, she can just blow up. That's your wife. You stick with her by all means necessary. You stick with her. Because as soon as you bounce and you mess with somebody else, regardless of what the excuse is, you're no good nigga. You know what, though? I, I really, I'm starting to think about this discrimination thing because this discrimination has really, really uh, been a burden on us. I mean, you know, everybody want to talk about what happened to the Jews and the Mexicans and all these other ones. But when it comes to the blacks, man, we've been discriminated against um, so long that we don't even know how it feels. You know, everybody act, and you want to ask, you know, why we have attitudes and why we uh, act the way we act. Well, we if if somebody's always taking something away from you, if, all, if they've if the if they send these fucking watchdogs in here to you to come in and beat you up with billy clubs, and they send these these wannabe politicians in here who don't know nothing about being black, mm-hmm. half the black politicians we had come here ain't never been from LA, um, and they don't understand what it is to be black in LA. You know, you can't help us. You're gonna all you're gonna do is suppress us the same way everybody else is because you're gonna look at us and say, uh, they could do better, they can make it, they go they can, but it's like, no, we're being discriminated against constantly, constantly. And what happens is as a black man, we frustrated when we come home to our woman. Now yeah. our woman, and now with our woman being discriminated against, she's frustrated when you walk through the door. So now you got two frustrated mother people inside of the house trying to do what they call so-called communicating, but and if anything, we're arguing about yeah. nothing because I'm mad if I'm the man coming from outside, I'm mad about what I've been discriminated against out here. And when she come in, she's mad about what she's been discriminated against. And we don't come together to talk about that. We come together with anger and passion mm-hmm. and there's no communication there. And a lot of times that's one of the things I believe is destroying a lot of our relationships is that we can't communicate because shit, we too busy trying to fight the damn world and then come home and trying to fight with our spouse. And I would I would go on top of what you're saying. Look at what we got now. Back in the 60s and 70s, there was no internet, cable, and shit like that. You probably mm-hmm. see a nighttime TV or whatever and like had a good laugh or whatever or a movie. But nine times out of ten, man, it was us against the world. Now Always. We're, living, we're living right now. Nigga, your wife go to work, she being discriminated. She's looking at Facebook, Instagram, looking at that shit and seeing everybody else having a good life. Now, she's the one taking this bullshit from everybody. And mm-hmm. then she's trying to, all right, I'm going to get away and get some entertainment. I'm looking at everybody else living a good goddamn life. And then I come home, here's my husband. Man, do you know what the fuck I've been through? Now, vice versa, you're doing the same thing. You're on the mm-hmm. computer, you're doing this, you're doing that, being discriminated. Not only by just the world, we're talking about being discriminated by black women, white women. And black men. 
and black men. So we got more on us. A black woman can walk down the street, black man's gonna try to holler one way or another. Your wife's gonna have plenty of niggas try to holler her one way or another. If oh, they yes. holler just like verbally, they flirting, they do whatever. If they open the door for her, help her with the groceries, this thing, and this, like that on your boy on um, Chris Rock said, they were offering dick. Morning, Miss <laughs> um, Collins, offering dick. Hey, Miss Collins, that's a nice car you got, offering dick. Hey, Miss Collins, that perfume smells real good, offering dick. She get offered dick at least once or twice every week for her a whole day. life. Yeah. Nigga, when we get offered some pussy, trust and believe that bitch is setting us up. No if and buts about it. She's setting us up. Well, you know, when I was single, because um, I was very flirtatious, mm -hmm. and I've had women, uh, and I ain't no Denzel Washington looking dude. I, I think the only thing that made me happy is when I saw Wesley Snipes come out. I was like, damn, finally I can... Yeah, I'm like, man, finally I can say I look better than somebody. Wesley <laughs> Snipes is like, God, now I know I look better than that nigga. He getting pussy. So, <laughs> so, but it just, it made me think, you know, when, when women look at us, man, some of these ladies out here, uh, they don't know what they want. And then they look at you and they're, they're hollering that, you know, he look like the type of guy I want to be with. But in all actuality, when they get with you, they don't know what the hell they want. So when you bring you, they they just re unless you unless you got that bomb dick, it's gonna hold them for a minute. But other than that, you're gonna have problems. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely have problems. So our black families, like I said, we're still dealing with destruction. And that's why I'm such an advocate about we need to get reparations. I just know that. Like we said it before, yeah, there's gonna be black people that's gonna fuck it up. So go ahead, fuck it up. It is what it is. But then there's a lot of black people, man. We're going to invest in shit. We need more black politicians. How do you expect somebody like a black woman, politician, get in the White House? She's a congresswoman or a senator. And she's trying to speak on our behalf. But she got all the white people telling her, no, nah, it's not like that. It's not like that. Look at you. You made it. Bitch, you made it. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bitch, you made it. It ain't like that. And you psychologically keep hearing it like, well, yeah, I made it. You know, others could have made it. Like, Okay, well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I ain't got a leg to stand on. Get yeah. more black men in there. Get more black men. I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats. More black men to get in there. They're like, nah, this shit got to stop. This has got to stop. How you got the black man like the dog of America. Mm -hmm. You niggas be willing, you be more willing to protect a fucking dog than you with a black man. Than a black man. Yeah, yeah. I saw that because they protest when George Floyd got killed. Um. Oh no! What was the other guy? The one that got choked. The guy uh, that got choked. It was George Floyd. No, well, George Floyd got the knee on his neck, but the other, the big dude, oh, the real big dude, and he got the cop put him in that chokehold. Yeah, some cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, and then later on after that, somebody had abused a dog or brutally beat a dog, and that got more news than my man's uh death. Everybody wanted to prosecute the person for killing a dog, but they didn't want to do nothing to the police. For putting this man in the chokehold. I know. Black man. Yeah. Yeah, let it be a white man. Oh, man. It didn't, he, first off, most of the time, you know what? I, let me take this back. You're right. Yeah, let it be a white man. They probably would have did. Uh, they were asking, sir, could you please get up? But now yeah. I'm starting to see. It, it's, it, it's, I, I think the black, that black, when it comes in, that hatred that's coming in, it, it just really depends on where you at. Cause I know, you know they showing. Hmm? Oh, I ain't mean to cut y'all, cuz. I know they showing. Oh well, all right. <clears throat> I got excited over this. What you, what me and you talking about? Mm -hmm. There 
has not been. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll look it up one day. Me, me and you, we'll look it up. There has never been a black man who went out there and started shooting up people and was able to face justice alive. You're right, because uh, what's that guy named? Uh, the guy that was, in, I think, New York or somewhere. He was coming out of his trunk. He was just killing people. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, now, I think one of them died. I think the son went to jail. I think the dad died. I think they yeah, killed the dad and the son went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. And we might be wrong. But if that did happen, like they both went to jail, whatever, whatever and they were Muslims. Okay. Now, I remember they, were, they had the Muslim uh, belief. Mm -hmm. That dude, yeah, I'm in VA. I was living in VA. Nigga, that was a scary time. Motherfuckers didn't even want to drive their cars. Because, you know, you had to go to the gas station to go get gas, nigga. Nigga, My nigga waiting for you. Nigga, that was one of the times where debit cars was greatest. Can't nobody go in the goddamn gas station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go right out. Boop, boop, we gone. Looking around. Nigga, you got out your car. You didn't even get out the driver's side. You got out the passenger side. Close to the close to the gas pump, and you're bending down. You reach in your pocket, nigga, and you get your debit card, and you slip that bitch in there, you hit the buttons, but you're bending down, nigga. You're bending down. You you lower shit. You get the gas pump open. Get you get the gas pump. You get the gas tank open, and nigga, you squat, nigga, putting gas in. You got that damn for real. Damn, damn. <laughs> nigga, nobody want to get gas, and if you did get gas, you fill that bitch up to the fullest. And then go nowhere. If you had to go somewhere, it was an emergency. That's the only time you drove the car. Other than that, and he had us locked down like that for a good, I think, two or three weeks. But they were trying to find out who the fuck this. I mean, this nigga was long range in a van, hitting niggas at gas pumps. Man, nah, you know. Nigga. So that so the stereotype was was all out the door then because you know most black people, man, that I know, uh, they only fill the gas tank up to a quarter of a tank. Oh, not this time, no, nah, nigga. It was a full tank. You got back in that car. As you got down the street, that's when you raise your head up. Because you're driving out the gas station, bending down. Like, <laughs> you're looking between the, the steering wheel <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the dash. You're looking at that little spot driving. Once so you I got down the road, then you stood up like, okay, whew, we're good. We made it through that one. And nigga ain't get me. I bet your cars ran good. But it's like, oh, man, shit, we must have been going on a road trip. I don't never get this type of treatment. That was funny. That we'll was take funny. take gas, shit, we gone. But when we found out, it because everybody just knew it was a white dude doing it. That's some white man shit. Everybody knew it was a white dude doing it. When they found out it was black, oh, nigga, be honest with you, I clapped. I clapped. It's like, boy, we coming up in the world, nigga. We coming up. <laughs> when we start doing stupid shit like that, nigga, we coming up. We are Americans now. We are full yeah. Americans. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, only, that's only the, uh, I won't even call it the American shit. That's that European bullshit, that, that crap. Now, hey, here we go. Watch this. Now, and I, I, this is our history, our history that I, I've discovered. So, you know, when you read the Bible, you know, at the very tip top, when you read the Bible, you ever look at the map of the Bible? Yeah. It's only the very tip top of uh, Africa and the very lowest part of Europe. That's okay. all the Bible is. So everything else at the bottom was, was what they called the Ethiopians, the Blacks, the Moors was us. All the Americas was us. And then the, the top part of of, of Europe and Asia, where Russia and all that is at, was the Asiatics. Mm -hmm. And they were all, we were all together working together. And if you notice, when you go in these areas where we used to be at, they're still cutting trees down. And they're still getting rid of animals. But if you mm -hmm. look at everywhere where they were at, 
where Jesus had to walk, Jesus and Muhammad had to walk to try and get these stupid ass motherfuckers together. You find concrete buildings, you don't find no trees, you don't find too much of any type of life in the areas that these these early uh, biblical people or the writers of the Bible dwell because they were all destructive. But if you, us, our natural habitat was is to to be uh, nurturing. And we yeah. took care of the land. We made sure that you, you can go eat. When we were in rain in these areas, uh, the buffalo ran free, the gazelles ran free, everybody ran free, and you didn't have all these problems you have like you have when the white people came through here or these mm-hmm. Europeans. Now that the Europeans came here and took over, they've learned how to suppress everybody and to bring everybody to a point where all we can do is fight amongst each other. And if you see us as black people, anytime we have anything going on, nine times out of ten, two black people are going to start fighting inside of the mix. Yeah, for attention. Mm-hmm. That's nine times out of ten. Somebody wants... I, um, I remember in Orlando, if I wanted to drink bad enough, all I did was go to a bar. I go to a bar where there was a lot of white people. I'm showing that I'm cool with white people just in there and this. They ain't got no problem buying me drinks. All the drinks I want. But I'm the only black. Now, I went to bars where there was one black dude, four or five white guys, everybody joking, having a good time. I come in, it's instantly competition between me and that black dude now. These white people are mine. Nigga, you need to get the fuck out. (laughs) He come in with my white people. Get the hell on, nigga. Get the fuck on, nigga. It's right off dick is competition. Off dick is straight up competition. You're not going to take these white people away from me. They make me feel good. I'm a part of their clique. I'm good. They come with benefits. Nigga, get out of here. It can't be two niggas and four white people. It can't. It's one black nigga, four white people, and them white boys, they love their nigga. And they look at the nigga like, he's our bodyguard. He's the way, he, he make us feel good because we can't say we racist. He's cool. We got us a black friend. He's cool, so we're not racist. So we got to take that stigma off our shoulder. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the they are racist. They only need that black man to make them feel good. They don't like him as a person. Right. It's the color. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in predicaments where I'm the black dude. I got the white guys around me. Oh, nigga, they like, yo, we get in a fight. We know we're going to win, but we got the nigga with us. Yeah. We Everybody fight in this bar. We got the nigga with us. The nigga's on our team. And hey, one you know what? Take out four white boys. You know That's what? how they look at it. Uh huh. You're right too, because I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, and uh, it was uh, we was on the uh, Mobile, USS Mobile. Uh, I was with the Navy, going with them over to the Desert Storm, and I remember we was in Japan somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, we got into a little altercation out there. So the the those Asian the Asian guys all got up. It was in Japan. A lot of Japanese guys got up, and, and then some of the white guys, no, I'm sorry. There wasn't no Japanese. It was some damn Germans or something from another country that came in. And they all got up and started talking shit, you know, to one of the uh, one of the white guys that was on the mobile. So the white guy said, hey, who on here from the mobile? So we all stood up. I mean, like the whole crowd stood up. And it was mostly just, I mean, when you saw the black stood up, they got mm-hmm. dark in the room. So I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and when them white them dudes saw us, they was, oh, no, I ain't had to fight. It was just too many of us. So when they saw us, it was, oh, no, niggas? No, nah, we out of here. They got the hell about it there. <laughs> but the white boys, they were sitting there. They was from the squad with the white boy. They said them niggas stood up. Was, uh, 
Peace. They got a couple of hits. You know, brothers, you know, brothers, how we are. We see you running. Especially the weak ones. They're like, oh, I got to give me a hit with this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Catch him, uh-huh. catch him out the door. But yeah, we, we, for some reason, when people see us, it's like, I'm going to win the basketball game. I'm going to win all the fights. Anything that deals with, with violence and athletics, we're going to win because the black guy's there. Yeah. Hey, when I was Army, infantry, we at our duty station, Fort Benning, Georgia. It was a total of five of us. Five young black kids. It's every bit 60 to 70 white boys. All different hair colors and everything, but white boys. We had this one black drill sergeant come to us at our table. We're the only blacks at this table, all this bullshit and joking and everything that nature. Man, this black drill sergeant said, hey, I'm going to need all y'all to grab the trace, get up. And trust me, it took a good 10 minutes because we look at him like, oh, what? what the fuck we do? He said, grab the trays, get up, disperse. Go sit at somebody else's table. We're still looking at, I'm, I'm look, what the fuck are you talking about? This don't make sense. He, for 10 minutes, we sat there. And he's standing over us. I said, get up, get the fuck up. I mean it, get your trays, get the fuck up. Why? Finally, right. he said, finally, he said, you're making these white boys uncomfortable. Get up and go sit at another white boy's table. Go sit with the white boys, mingle with them. The most bullshit, racist shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. This yeah. is United States Infantry Military. This is where I'm at, Fort Benning, Georgia. I was told by a black drill sergeant, get the fuck up and disperse. Go sit at a white people's table. Because you made the white people uncomfortable. There's a total of five of us. There was every, and I'm talking about all different shades. You had one dark black skin, skinny dude. He was like six five. All us black. You had one brown skin, a couple of brown skin dudes, me, and another dark skin dude. It's five of us at one table. We all had to disperse and go sit at white people table because sixty to seventy white boys felt uncomfortable. The drill sergeant, everybody, white, felt uncomfortable that there was five black kids sitting at the table having a good time, and this was fucking breakfast. Man, it's, it's sad, man. You know, and that's true, too, because I remember the Marine Corps. And I love the Marine Corps, man. It, it, to this day, I still love it because mm-hmm. of what it stands for. But the, when you start putting people in there, that's one of the most racist damn organizations I've been in. You got yeah. them white boys get in there, and then you get – I I mean, I had one black uh, first sergeant, first sergeant Hardwick. What not, well, I don't think it was a prejudice bone in his body. He's just a straight-up Marine Corps asshole. But mm-hmm. you got a lot of like them, them them black guys that came in there, and man, they nose was browner than they face. Cause all they would do is, oh, what what what, what Colonel White man want, or what Lieutenant White man want? Okay, and put their nose all up in their ass and do whatever that man wanted to to satisfy that white man. But it's like, hold up, bro. You know, if anything, we as black people, when we here, we gotta you, we gotta support each other. Yeah. Are we getting even though this discrimination is being brought up against us, we got to learn as black people to start supporting each other and get everybody else out the picture. Look, I look at the relationship us against the whites, Mexicans, everybody else. It's how you and your wife, y'all should be. Keep everybody out your shit. Mm-hmm. Keep them out your shit. I don't give a fuck, including me. Keep it out your shit. Y'all keep it together. And then when y'all become tight and you get tighter and tighter and tighter, then you can expand a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. you look, expand a little bit more. Now you got you and the kids, everybody being tight, everybody being tight. Then you can spread a little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. You got to keep that nucleus, just us, that nucleus. Somebody, a black guy, I got a black professor right now. 
he's ready to be a radical. He's ready to be a radical. Like this nigga's like, he's just trying to motivate the young kids in the class to be radicals. Like we're going to do some shit. Right. And I'm right with him. And I might get that coon feeling like, nah, man, we don't need to do that, man. Just let me get my education man to go about my business. But at the same time, I understand how you feel. I want somebody on my team too. Let's be radicals. Let's change the shit. Let's build a nucleus and grow from there. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I support Kevin Samuels. He does the same thing. We got this nucleus right here. We're talking about black women. We're trying to get black women straight. Once we get that straight, we can start talking about other shit. But right now, we need to start exposing shit, start putting it out there, start analyzing it, start facing it, admit it, accept it, ask for forgiveness, and we'll build from there. Right, right. You know, it's funny, though, like, like you said, that that unity um, and, and trying to grow together. You know, that's that's something that I think we we as black people should be trying to do is is trying to grow together instead mm-hmm. of growing apart we we're for some reason we 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 we're growing we 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 come together but then we find a reason not to grow together i see it with relationships i see it with my daughter's relationships i see it with when it comes to uh dealing with these organizations like you know i deal with the nonprofits and whenever we as black people come in there is you always find that one in there that's going to kind of move stuff the opposite way and especially when one's educated that's so-called educated with that proper uh, language they'll come in and they'll move the the, the the court a different way and it's like hey brother uh don't you see that all of us over here as black people are saying this and then you're gonna come in as a black individual and and change the whole whole subject matter and discredit what we're saying it's like no come over and find out hey why are y'all saying that? Mm-hmm. And then we come to a conclusion, you know, start com- communing with each other. All right, this is why we say it. Why do you feel the way you feel? But these a lot of us as black people, man, we're coming in the middle of a damn uh, meeting. And then to be two black people, because I'm, I'm being a lot, I have a brother right now that I, I, I battle with sometimes with his mm-hmm. uh, proper talking ass. And he comes in and he always shuts us down. Like, no, we should do it this way. And it's like, no, bro, are you listening? Now you may he came from Chicago or somewhere over there. He came from to LA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so you came from another town to this town. How it goes on in Chicago is not the same way it goes on in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's totally different. We got whatever's there's the concrete jungle, concrete, whatever. It's a different setting. Learn the setting first before you start opening up your mouth. And that, and I think a lot of times we we try to, like you said, when we black people, we want to impress upon the white people that we're smarter. And yeah. press upon the white people with, hey, we're we're one of the good niggers. So mm-hmm. listen to me because I'm a good black man and I'm not like those other violent black men. We, we're again, we're destroying each other. Yeah. This is a man. Ooh, this is a man. That was a good one. Like I said, we're gonna have to do this again because this is a good one. It needs to be said over and over and over and over again. But it's yeah. for our black, our black brothers, mainly our black brothers. Let's be honest, man. You read the Bible, you know about the Bible. If the Bible is true, like it says. Wouldn't the black the, the first person that God created was black had to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's no there's uh the the uh if you look at Africa, Africa is the only continent that's can actually connected to the core of the earth. Every other um continent, you can take a sub, you can take a a, a, a submarine and go right up under the continent. Europe, you can take you can go right up under it. Um, uh, the Americas, you can go right up under, but Africa, you can't. 
Africa, mm. the whole piece goes down to the soil and down to the core of the earth. So mm. that right there is proof enough. It's like, hey, you know, God is going to heat that core. This is the connection. Everything else is connected to Mother Africa. So the beginning started here in Africa. And there's no way in the world that no white man is going to come from Africa. It just, it just don't make any sense because of the tropical. And then again, too, red clay. How the hell you get a white man out of red clay? When I look at my skin, I'm more closer to red. You're looking at you right now. Your skin is closer to red mm -hmm. than it is anything else. So we're talking mm -hmm. about red clay. And the red clay I see in Alabama, it looked like our skin. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they start now, talking. Hmm? How the fuck did Alabama get red clay? Like, because it was, it was connected to Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, somebody from the slave ship should have brought that bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. They brought that shit in, in droves and like just left it there. I've seen that red clay and you touching everything is real soft and stuff like that. You can imagine how God just took that and made man. Yeah. Well, that shit, I went down in, my, in our property down in Alabama and got mm -hmm. that shit on my truck. Bruh, I took the power washer, wouldn't come off. I drove yep. from Alabama all the way to California and that shit was still on my truck. Yep. I had to get yep. up under there and scrape that stuff off. So when you think about like God forms, like I see, but you know, okay, going back to it too, you know, uh, the original landmass was called Tangia. Okay. Before, before we had all of this. So when, when the first piece of landmass was together before Noah, before, yeah, before Noah was Tangia and all of the land was together. And then something happened where all of the land masses split apart and nobody knows what time frame that was. And then we have the continents that we have today. But if you take all the kind Hawaii, Europe, all of them and start putting them all back together like puzzle pieces, mm -hmm. you actually will be able to put the land mass back together again. I have seen that before. One time I have. I've seen that before. And I never really took it seriously, but I know I've seen it like they put everything together. Mm -hmm. And then they showed it little by little how everything had spread it apart. Yeah, you can put me on something like, but Africa, the continent of Africa, is the only one that's still attached to the core of this earth. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, now, yeah. Now you can kind of think like, why they let Africa be a continent and not a country? It's both, really. Oh, they, it's a continent with countries within it. True. Yeah, you're right. States, yeah, it's a country. Mexico, yeah. country. Yeah. South America, country. England, Asia, China, countries. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Africa is the continent. With countries in it. Well, whatever they call them now, because I don't know what they call them. Oh, they're like, all right, um, Kenya. Kenya is a country. Um, Ethiopia is a country. Okay. I'm trying to think of more African. You know more African places than I do, but I know Korea, Kenya. Senegal. Oh, yeah, Nigeria is a yeah. country. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got boy, I got boys from Liberia. I got another partner. I'm not, not stop saying that word partner. That means the gay stuff, homosexual stuff. I ain't got no nothing homosexual about me. I'd see fuck that. I ain't got nothing against homosexual people, but I ain't shit homosexual about me. Oh, don't yeah. worry. This, somebody gonna see this years later. They're gonna take that clip. He said he had a partner. Now, right. Right. Both me and you be dead and gone, but they're gonna use that against you. <laughs> well, hey, hopefully I will be famous enough for them to put my name on the dirt. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my grandkids are going to be like, what? My papa? No. 
<laughs> you are a fool. <laughs> Every last one of my grandkids, my kids and grandkids. Oh, hell no. Who told you that lie? <laughs> as many women as my papa used to flirt with and my grandma be sitting there looking red sometimes. And he got to run over there and hug her every once in a while when he flirting. That is no. That's not my papa. Yeah, that is funny. That is goddamn funny. Uh. Yeah, this is a great one because uh, we got it, man. We got it. Hey, you want we do part two uh, on this next one? We start talking about the, the uh, black destruction. Yeah, it's got to be a part two because there's, there's more, man. We got to break this down. Like for our kids, like just in the destruction in the kids, man. It's so sad, even with my own kids. And I know you feel the same way about yours. After everything said and done, man, look what we put them through. I, you know what? And I, I think about it too, man. I, I'm, I look at my my kids and I and I regret having them. I regret yeah. having my kids because they had to come into a world that that don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, me you know, too. Yeah. When it comes to whether it's the no matter who it, no matter what color it is, they can't. I brought them into a world that despises them, looks down upon them, um, thinks that they're second class. Matter of fact, I don't even give them second class citizenship, but places them below animals. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather take care of this animal and put money together to help these animals before I even do anything to assist this person that I actually put my foot on and, and, and put under my feet. It's, it's just sad. I'll, I'll, I'll go deep further. This country is willing to literally give a shelter for animals, love and respect, even donate money for the animals instead of giving black people reparations. Yeah, they'll find every excuse it's in the world. And all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they find all, all, all the excuses. You're right, though, man. That, the more I think about it, you're right, though. It do kind of piss you off. It's like, fuck, man. What do we have they to do? Said, oh, I ain't mean to cut y'all cuz, but I want to tell you this. I went down to City Hall. Because at the time, you know, I'm taking classes and, you know, it's history. And they, not history, it was government. So they want everybody to go down to City Hall. I'm down there. Took pictures the whole nine yards. And I'm listening to the story about this white girl and these white people on a boat. And they caught this turtle. This turtle had like a straw or something stuck in his nose. And they're showing the video of how they're pulling the thing out. And you can tell the turtle just screaming, hollering. He's like, this shit hurts so bad. And they finally got it out. And I'm telling you, man, this is like they were on a crusade to clean our waters of plastics. Now, if I'm not mistaken, slavery was before plastics. <laughs> I, I might be wrong. I mean, it could have been <laughs> slave master that, you know, they had some plastic cups and shit. It could have been. But I think I know a little bit to say um, black people, slavery, Jim Crow and all that shit was way before plastics. But we're going to make a, a campaign across the world to clean up these plastics. Where I was going downtown, going to restaurants and nigga, they got like paper straws and shit like that shit for you to use now. They're trying to get rid of plastics. Yeah. But motherfuckers don't want to give black people the reparations that our president stated we're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. That's how low they look at us. And nobody want to admit it except us. We admit it. We see it. And man, we try to tell our kids, hey, this is how it is. But you got, you got society, you got the world, you got the media, everybody else. No, it's pretty good. Everything's good. Everything's so, good. 
because that's from there. You know, I had a teacher. She said a lot of times people put on, you know, how you have your glasses on. You put your glasses mm-hmm. on and she'll say, hey, everybody got their prescription glasses on. She said, now take those glasses off, grab you another pair and put those glasses on. Because a lot of times what we do is when we put these glasses on that we used to, we're only going to see what we used to seeing. When you put on a different pair of glasses, you'll start seeing life from a whole different perspective because it's not the same view that you had before. And I think that's what we need to do in society. We need to really, people need to stop looking at, at stuff from what they've experienced and then trying to apply that to somebody else. It's like, bro, you if you was born in a house and your mom and daddy lived stayed there together and you didn't have to worry about the police harassing you, you don't know how the hell it is to be living in a, in a house where your mama is on crack, you're being raised by your grandmother, uh, your grandmother barely can ham- hang on. Grandfather is about to die in a couple more weeks. And you, you, you see it, you saw this, you've seen all the violence going on in your neighborhood. And then if you walked out your front door, you had to duck every damn time because of the bullets is flying around. You can't tell that one person can't tell that other person how he or she should live because you never experienced that lifestyle. So how can you mm. come in? How can that person who's being shot at come tell you how to live in suburbs and how can the person in the suburbs come tell somebody living down in the ghetto or these poverty areas how to live? You just can't. It's impossible. You don't have any anything to, to relate to. It's just all... Yeah. yeah. I, I beg to differ. I think somebody who lived in the hood... Now, that, that whole description you gave, that was me. Well, that was my family. Dad was deputy sheriff. Mom was just a bus driver. We never had to worry about police coming in our crib because we already had police in the crib. Mm-hmm. We never lived in a place where we had to worry about shootings and stuff like that. I mean, we had violence, but we lived in a neighborhood where we didn't have to worry about shootings, none of those things. And so I could have been, I could have easily been that guy. Really. I could have easily been that guy who's like, preppy, I'm stuck up. I don't need to know you. I'm living a good life. I came from a good family. Mm-hmm. I could have. Mm-hmm. But somehow I took another road. Because I seen how I seen how the world was. Right. I had to take this road to learn. Mm-hmm. I had to take the road to work. It was like it was just so difficult to be a black guy who like living middle middle class, and I see poor black people, and didn't want to be with them. I wanted to be with them. So mm-hmm. now I'm saying I can go walk in a room, especially after I get my degree. Go walk in rooms like I know both spectrums now. Right. I know both. Spectrums. But you could have a ghetto kid going to the suburbs and tell them how to live. And trust me, they will save so much money. Or, matter of fact, you'll have a ghetto kid going to the suburbs and tell a family how to live, and nigga, they're going to become broke. Because he's going to like, nigga, we can just buy whatever the fuck we want. It's <laughs> That's totally. what I'm saying. <laughs> now, you take a, a kid from the suburbs and put him in, in the hood, and this dude's going to literally let you know how to live. He's going to tell you, obey the police, say yes sir, no ma'am, you're going to have to become a bitch. You're going to have to become a bitch. That's the only way. Because all just, his power is gone. Well, them, them white boys, have you ever seen them white them crackers? I got to stop saying that. Them white people, when they get pulled over, who the hell are you? Why'd you oh, pull yeah. me over? What do you need? And then they'll throw the law at them real quick. What do you need my driver's license for? What is it for? I don't I don't need to serve to you. No. Yeah. I had one chick, I seen it on, here we go with this Facebook and, and Instagram and all that shit. You had one white woman telling the police officer, I pay your salary. 
Why are you giving me a ticket? You don't need to give me a ticket. I pay your salary. I won't do anything. He gave it a ticket anyway. He like, we don't have nothing else to say. Since you paid my salary, here, you got the ticket. Take care of that. He walked away. But the only reason why we know that shit, like, oh, my taxes pay your salary, is from white people. Yeah. We done heard them up say it so much that we knew. Oh, because you, all you knew was, I just got to pay my taxes. White people knew, oh, we pay the taxes to get this, that, and that, and this. That's why we pay taxes. See, I, I got I to gotta beg the difference on that one because I went mm-hmm. to uh, Lock High School, which is a predominantly African-American school in Watts back in the days. And they taught okay. us that in government. I mean, they actually taught us that in government. They taught us oh, okay. how our tax money. I can't remember the name of that teacher, but it was in government. It was government. I think one of them two classes we took. And they taught us how the taxes work. Your state taxes, your city, well, I mean, your city taxes, your state taxes, and your federal taxes. They showed us how mm-hmm. all that worked. They showed us how your uh, property tax work, how it supports the schools. Um, they showed us all that stuff, how everything relates. Uh, but again, like you said, I listen. And when some of the cats that was in my class, they didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And them the ones that was getting D's and fails in, I got a, I don't remember what I got in that class. I had to have an A, because when I left lock, I had a 3.7 GPA. Good um, God. Good yeah. Day. Oh no, you shit. When I first got there in the 10th grade, school was too school was too easy for me. Cause I understood every, I don't know what it was with my brain, but I caught it faster. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. come in, take the test, pass the test. But um, I know we gotta get off here, but I'm gonna tell you the story real quick. So uh I get home, I've been ditching school, ditching school every day, you know, and I go back, take the test. So I didn't know that my mama was kind of acquainted with some of the people at the school. So Miss Davenport at the time was my, my counselor and they called the house. So they told my mama, they said, we don't want to, she said, Kevin ain't been to school for the last however many days. But we don't want to, one thing we don't understand is he coming to the classes, teacher saying he passed the test, but he don't come to the class. So here yeah. I come mobbing my house, ass in the house. And my mama said, Kevin, how was school today? I said, oh, it was great, mama. It was great. Blah, blah, blah. She said, you know the school called here today and said you hadn't been to school. <clears throat> that look on my face, that look on her face, she didn't say nothing to me. That was one of the worst things my mama could ever did to me. I was like, man, I fucked up with my mom. Man, I, I gotta do better. And after yeah. that, I mean, even though my pops whooped my ass, but yeah, that's the side of the point. But that what yeah. hurt me the most was my mama. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know we gotta go, but I just want to confirm what you said. There was one time, man, I got so drunk, came home, whatever, making a long story short. Went to go see my mom the next day. And my mom like, you really disappointed me. And that was the worst hurt I ever felt. Way beyond all the ass workers I got. Stitches cords, belts, flip-flops, hangers, cones, brushes. I will try. Just her saying that. Just her saying that, nigga, hurt me so bad. Like, mm. Nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm a firm believer. Don't beat kids. Don't, be, don't beat your kids. You can no. talk to them and let them know. And that'll hurt them worse than the whipping. Yeah. Oh, my girls are like that. And when they was little, all I had to do was just start yelling at them. They would, oh, yeah. I'm like, and, but see, I'm a, I was a simp for my, for, for women. So they start crying. It's like, take your ass in the room. Shit. Cause I ain't want them to start seeing me crying. Cause they crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you got your little girls, man. They, I know my oldest daughter, she figured that shit out. No, 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 no. That 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 second to the youngest one, that my twin, 
That's the mm-hmm. one figured it out because she knew she just break them on real quick. Dad, and tears start flowing. I'd be go in your room, and she, you know, go away. She got okay. I got him now. He he ain't gonna he ain't gonna be mad for long. Yeah, yeah. We will have that story too about how we all with the kids. Oh, that's gonna be a great story. Oh yeah. Hey, well, I tell y'all what, man. We are gonna have to end this one quick for y'all. Man, we we enjoy sitting here spending time with y'all, but um, catch us on part two. This next one, we we have some other things we're gonna put on, but we're gonna take this to part two and we're gonna talk about this black destruction because uh mm-hmm. quite sure, man, everybody needs to know what's cracking when it comes to us being great black people. Mm-hmm. So uh for all y'all, peace and blessings. Out. Oh.